everybody. Welcome to the Mixed Frequency Podcast. I'm Xavier. I'm Deja. And uh, this is a this is an Xavier episode again. Yeah. So we're going to talk about um, something that's been kind of on my mind for the past couple of months, and uh, it's completely random. Deja, I don't know if you remember what I said I was going to talk about. Do you? Um, vaguely, but you can um give another explanation just to okay. refresh my memory. So if I asked you what instrument the devil played, what would you say? I would say like the violin or right. Um, right. And that is actually well, uh, let me ask you, um, why would you say that? Um, so really it's only because of that song The Devil Went Down to Georgia. Right. They're having like a like a fiddle contest or something like that. And so I guess since hearing that, I just associate the fiddle or the violin or a string instrument with Satan. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I mean that that's what that's kind of what I would have said too, except I also remember like for some one reason or another, I have seen a lot of like really old school Disney cartoons. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the devil shows up in things like that. And he plays Dis- the fiddle there too. Disney cartoons like what? Like, I don't know. I don't remember what they're called, but I like distinctly remember Mickey Mouse in black and white being in hell, basically. And the devil like playing a fiddle at him. And wow. the fact that it was black and white made me go, well, obviously it was before the devil went down to Georgia. Or right. at least the at least the recording that I remember. Okay. Um, so maybe there's something else going on here. Uh, so I start looking into it and um, it actually spiraled out so hard that in order for me to explain what I ended up finding, I have to go all the way back to like the Crusades. Um, okay. So we're going to start there. Um, so I didn't actually end up studying, like I didn't take the time to learn the details of the Crusades mm-hmm. like in detail. Mm-hmm. So Anyone listening, please do not take this as your understanding of the Crusades. But in general, the first crusade is like when the Christians of the period decided that they needed to be able to go back to Jerusalem, mm-hmm. um, which was which was slash is the Holy Land. Um, okay. At the time, it was under the control of uh, Muslims. From okay. what I can understand that like they use a whole bunch of different words to talk about it. And I'm not sure how all those things connect. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what the crusade was. It was this really like really long and kind of like messy attempt to reclaim the Holy land okay. by the Christians. Okay. That's good enough. I just needed like a, <laughs> a frame of reference. Oh, yeah. Okay. So basically, um, what I ended up finding out is that there's a whole lot of reasons that the uh, the violin is associated with the devil. Mm-hmm. The earliest one has to do with the fact that the violin, it has a progenitor instrument that came from the Middle East. Okay. Or, well, that came, not the Middle East exclusively, but what those people would have called the East. Mm-hmm. And they they basically associated the East with the devil for reasons I'm about to go into now. Got you. Um, okay. So what I have, what, what I found is that the East being associated with Satan can be traced back to the period just before the Crusades. 
um, at the time, Western Christians knew very little about Islam and they portrayed them as pagans and or followers of Satan. Um, so the first crusade became, so that was just their idea of them in general. Okay. Um, and then the first crusade became their first period of like elongated exposure. And as preparation for the first crusade, what a lot of the the Christian writers at the time did was really lean in, into that perception of them being like pagans and devil worshipers and monsters and stuff to get mm-hmm. people like, cause On their side. You, you have to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you have to, let me see if I can find the source here so I can send you the picture. Um, that's really wild. I mean, I feel like I shouldn't have expected anything else, mm-hmm. but I don't know. So if you take a look at that map, when when I'm talking about Christians, it, it says it on the map, but when I'm talking about Christians, I'm talking about uh, the stuff that's marked in red. Okay, so for people listening, I'm try- going to try to give a quick description. Unless you want to do it, you can do it. You'd probably be better off describing this map. So, um, I'm gonna st- I'm gonna describe it based on Italy because everyone knows where Italy is because it's the boot. It's shaped like a it's shaped like a heel. Um, <laughs> so if you're looking at Italy and you go up into France and then all the way across and over to Russia and then back down towards where the Mediterranean Sea is. That is Christian territory based on this map. So all of it is from what I'm looking at. Yeah, most of it, but then to the right is what's called is what's marked as Muslim territory, which is like part of like, near Spain, um, apparently all of Africa um, and the Middle East. And then there's this teeny little slice on the left hand side. On, on like the leftern, leftern on the the left coast <laughs> <a new> one. <laughs> of um, the leftern <laughs> on the left coast of what is now I want to say that's I'm not even gonna guess yeah but it, it's it's the Middle East um, even that is questionable but on the left hand side of Muslim territory at the time is this little this little yellow slice. Um, that's marked as the crusader states and all the way at the end of that is jerusalem also known as the holy land so the reason i launched into all of this is they really need to like try to gear people up to do this because they they're coming from a long way away like yeah it's not something you can just be like eh, let me reclaim the holy land real quick yeah like it's it's a whole protracted uh event so um the people that they were fighting uh, the christians uh they would have called them uh turks arabs okay or saracens i think is how you say that word mm-hmm. it's s-a-r-a-c-e-n-s um and the term saracen apparently was also tied to polygamy and paganism um which all of those things together like the fact that they tied them to like uh, devil worshiping and just general barbarism and also polygamy mm-hmm. uh, led to the perception of people from the East as hedonistic devil worshipers. And this is all in like the 11th, this is all before and by the 11th century 
of like modern history and not modern history of history history yeah yeah okay um and so it one of the interesting things is the idea of like decadent easterners still kind of like floats around a little bit like have you ever seen the the um the movie 300 yeah Mm -hmm. so you remember how they portrayed the um the leader of Mm -hmm. the invading army xerxes they had him in that like uh brothel type place at all times it's it's very much the like reclining on this golden throne eating grapes kind of thing yeah and so part of me feels like the idea of them being like uh hedonistic almost might be even older than this but i did not have time to go into all that because it was beyond the scope so suffice it to say that they've attributed to the east hedonism and devil worshipers and devil worship okay um so because of all this when the rubab and the rubek which are progenitor instruments to the violin and the fiddle hang hang on so those are the instruments the rubab and the rubek are the instruments that came before the violin and the fiddle Right. So let me gotcha. let me get you this is a rhubarb, I believe. Every time you say it, I just think of like I don't know if that's a vegetable. I guess it's a vegetable. Rhubarb. You're thinking of rhubarb, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that that's a that's a rhubarb. I could not find a rubec. Oh, wow. But like you can see it, right? Okay, so, so I guess if you're just listening and not watching, it looks like how you would imagine a violin or a fiddle, but it's got like an extended bottom so like have you seen those shoes that like i don't know for lack of a better term the hipsters wear where they've got the the large like the extra material at the bottom yeah that's what it looks like just attached to the back of a violin yeah (laughs) so at that point like so basically these instruments kind of keep that um these instruments came to the west which in this context means basically like Christian Europe. Okay. Um, it came to the West through Arabia. And because it came from the East, it just carried those associations with it. Wow. Okay. So, I mean, so that tracks, that, that makes sense. Why, you know, not it makes sense, but I can see why it would be carried on that way. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So it's like, because it was an Eastern thing and those Easterners were this, that, and the other, it kept those associations. So those two instruments, the rubab and the rubek, were refined into the violin in the West by uh, craftsmen like, and in particular, two names kept coming up. uh, I'm, I'm not sure if that's Andre or Audre. Mm-hmm. Amati and Gasparo di Salon. Mm-hmm. Um, you better accent. <laughs> listen, I probably messed that up. But I'm sure you somewhere, did. But... <laughs> somewhere there's like an Italian person who's like on a mission. You're on their list now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they, but despite the fact that they are basically like modern day fiddles and violins mm-hmm. now, just in general, they they keep the association with like the rhubarb and then basically yeah um so one of the fun facts i came around came across though is that and this is going to actually come up again later but some of the instruments made by those two guys are still around like and it keep this is like based on what i could tell 
Like, I'm not sure. It gets kind of confusing because the Amadis um, in particular become a family of violin makers. So there's like all these different like. Is that where like, you know, in certain cultures, like if somebody has the last name, you're like, oh, that family, they're shoemakers or they're something makers or you know what I mean? I I don't know if that's where this comes from, but it definitely is that kind of situation. Okay, like that's they, random. They are the that. Amadis and they make violins. Okay, like and and they're I don't know if they're the best at it, but like they're up there. They're, they're famous. So, yeah, like the, gotcha. having an Amadi violin means something. Okay. Gotcha. Um. So at this point, we've got <laughs> the violin is sinful because it came from the east. Basically, and yeah. I don't know if I don't know if you would have asked one of them that if they would have been like, ah, yes, like if they would have laid it out for you like that. But yeah. the association just kind of held. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in addition to all of this, there are multiple periods of time where multiple sects of the Christian church uh, prohibited or discouraged dance on the grounds Either that it was sinful in and of itself or that it led to sinful actions. Dancing. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it for long enough, it it really hasn't changed that much today, to be honest with you. I guess. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. It It's because what happens is when people gather and they start like partying, mm-hmm. they start they dancing. And when the party goes on for a certain amount of time, it leads to certain other things right gotcha so that's why they're like <laughs> don't be out here dancing y'all <laughs> you, right because you, you, you know what it's gonna go exact <laughs> and like i've i have heard stuff like that said in in my life have you yeah like not like dancing specifically but like don't dance a certain way oh yeah yeah okay I yeah guess. so I it, like it's we're the reaching same. but i can see it yeah it, I feel like it's the same kind of thing, but anyway, so what part of what made this like relevant to the story is that the fiddle also took an L here again, because it's when you're partying like that back in those days, you need some, you need an instrument to make music. And the fiddle and the got vi- that crank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's one of the, it's one of the instruments that are around that's like portable enough to just whip out a fiddle and be like, all right, we're partying right got here. You. So it it kind of digs that association with just general sinfulness uh, further in. And of course, like if you're associated with sin, you're also kind of associated with the devil. Yeah. Um, however, it doesn't, it's not like, so because it's like such ancient history, it, it's hard to, well, I couldn't find something that pinned it down specifically um, except for the fact that like, so at this point, I think it's safe to say that the violin is kind of associated with the devil. Okay. But then something, some other things happen that like further cement it. it it's like if you're hammering in a nail, the nail's like halfway in mm-hmm. right now. And so this next thing we're jumping a little bit forward in time mm-hmm. um, to the sometime in the early 1700s. Okay. Um, here's where I think, based on what I could find, we start to make the jump from the violin as an instrument that is associated with the devil 
to the devil actively playing the violin. Okay. <laughs> um, and so, like, going back again, if I were to tell you that I was listening to a song about the devil playing the violin and a person attempting to compete with the devil playing the violin, mm-hmm. you would probably say that it was the devil went down to Georgia, right? Yeah. You can also describe a song called The Devil's Trill or The Devil's Trill Sonata, which was written in the 1700s by a man named, um, here we go. (laughs) Sorry, in advance. (laughs) Giuseppe Tartini. Maybe Giuseppe? Giuseppe, that's probably it. Listen, it's spelled G-U-I-S-E-P-P-E. I feel like if I looked at that, I would be like, oh, that's probably Giuseppe. You, you, okay, whatever. Um, so we can't all be... Everyone's not cultured, be, I know. <laughs> sure, yeah, definitely. Watch, um, I be wrong. <laughs> and technically, apparently, it goes by so many different names. Like, it's called the Devil's Trill, the Devil's Trill Sonata. Um, but apparently, its official name is Violin Sonata in G minor. Okay. Um, okay. So... So the violin sonata, and you said G major? G minor. G minor, excuse me, sorry. Minor is the sad one. Yeah, right, okay, and G minor. Um, okay, so like, you know, you listen to pieces of music. Yeah. At what point did they like make the connection that this is the devil playing the violin? That's what you're supposed well, to imagine. I'm, gonna, I'm going to explain that. Okay. There's a very specific reason that that happened. And I think in this case, like, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, that's crazy. Where'd you get that idea? Mm -hmm. But in this case, like, yeah, I can see it. And you'll you'll see why. Um, But the song is Tartini's most memorable work, as far as I can tell. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, it was written sometime in the 1700s. There appears to be some debate about exactly when. Um, And I was actually able to track down the the story behind why its nickname is the devil's trill and so the following is an excerpt from the travel memoir of french astronomer jerome lalande wait a minute <laughs> deja when i tell you i why had have to, the astronomers join the conversation he i could not figure out why it seems like these two people just knew each other okay. like tartini and this astronomer yeah but like i really couldn't figure out the only reason I'm using this guy's name is because I really wanted to figure out where this this story comes from. Okay. And this is this is what I ended up finding. All right. Okay. Cool. Um. So as like I said, as far as I can tell, this is the source of the legend. Um. And again, this is this is Jerome speaking here. Um. He and he means Tartini. Mm-hmm. Um. Dreamed one night in 1713 that he had made a compact with the devil who promised him to be at his service on all occasions. And during this vision, everything succeeded according to his mind. In short, he imagined he gave the devil his violin in order to discover what kind of musician he was, when to his great astonishment, he heard him play solo so singularly beautiful and executed with such superior taste and precision that it surpassed all he has ever heard or conceived in his life. So great was his surprise and so exquisite his delight upon this occasion that it deprived him of the power of breathing. He awoke with the violence of his sensation and instantly seized his fiddle in hopes of expressing what he had just heard, but in vain. He, however, then composed a piece which is perhaps the best of all his works. 
he called it the Devil's Sonata. But it was so inferior to what his sleep had produced that he declared he should have broken his instrument and abandoned music forever if he could have subsisted by any other means. Wow. So he had a dream mm-hmm. where he met the devil. Mm-hmm. The devil played this fire solo. Yeah, just that just, was just unmatched. Yep. He tried to recreate it. It was so good that he couldn't recreate it. He was like, I'm done. Well, he he did keep doing music, but he wanted he felt like he should have been. Yeah, but apparent apparently only because he just there he just didn't have any other way to pay his bills. But like if he if he could like if he thought he could just be a shoemaker and he quit would've. music, he would have because I guess he felt like there was nothing to reach for anymore because he knew he would insane. never. That kind of makes you want to like research him. And figure out like what kind of person he was. Well, not even before, more so like after. You know what I mean? Yeah. What kind of like shift is that? If so, at this point in your life, you're like, oh, I'm gonna try my best to be the best, I don't know, violinist or whatever. Yeah. And then you have a dream and you're like, there's no, I can't reach that. I'm done. Yeah. And, like, how and, does your life go from there? Like, I've heard the devil's trill, and it, it's pretty easy to find just because it's so old, you can just listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and ideally, I'll have a link to it in the show notes or whatever. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, it's pretty good, but like, I have to, you have to wonder what did he hear? You know what I mean? Right. If he's saying that, that it was better than that. Right. And also, I have no idea who did this artwork, but apparently, this is like the, like, if you look up records of this song, this is the art that'll be on it. It's probably it, terrifying. <laughs> okay. So you want to describe this? Yeah, that's, <laughs> I guess for the people listening, um, it's like, I don't know, it's beige, black and white. There's no color. There's a man. He's like laying on this, on a bed by himself. He's got his nice little slippers next to him. And on the end of his bed is the devil who is jacked <laughs> playing, um, a violin to him well i think he's he's obviously sleeping like dreaming it he's sitting on the bed and he's playing his violin um imagine the devil how you would i guess creepy a little you know unnerving and he has wings yeah that's about it so i feel like and this is like a legendary thing like (laughs) this is um i'm not gonna say well known but it's like a it's it's a pervasive myth right so Um, i wonder like because i mean up until now my only i guess experience as far as a song that has the devil like associated and playing the violin is the devil went down to georgia mm -hmm. this now is i guess the first one on record of a song like that as far as i know anyway right that's i said as far as we know i wonder if there is like more in between like in between like now between and then this and the devil went down to georgia yeah yes there are yes that there, there are i have three okay. more events yeah okay let me or let me slow, slow my roll <laughs> yeah, but there definitely is because like basically as i was reading this at each step i was like okay that gets me to the, the that gets me to this part but it doesn't get me to this other part you know what i mean so like mm-hmm. the first thing got me to the violin is a simple instrument, like just associating the violin as a part of the the devil's domain. Right, and so now after this, we're at the point of the devil plays the violin. Right, we're very we're at, well. <laughs> right, we're we're at we're at the point where the devil has achieved virtuoso status <laughs> with the violin. 
Um, so then moving forward just a little bit, I want to say to the early 1800s. Let me see. Let me double check myself. Um, Side note, okay, so, if, you, if you're listening and you've never heard The Devil Went Down to Georgia, you should listen immediately after this. Yeah, I would recommend listening to uh, The Devil's Trill Sonata too. I really like it. That's actually, this this song um, is how I got on this kick in the first place, weirdly. Really? Yeah, That's because, a little concerning, but you know. Well, no, hear me out, it. hear me out. <laughs> I was listening to like, I was listening to this song called The Isle of the Dead on YouTube, which is another like, slow like classical song mm-hmm. um and the youtube algorithm sat sent me to this song the devil's trill okay and then i was like okay wait a minute what, yeah, yeah exactly i got you okay cool let's um, get to you so moving to the late 1700s and the early 1800s we um come to another violinist who helps us make the jump from the devil playing the violin to the devil giving violin skills to people. And his name is yet another Italian name. And I, there's only one way my brain will tell me to say this, but it feels like a meme to me. So I think I'm saying it wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, Niccolo Paganini. Okay. Um, and his deal is he he was basically a child prodigy um okay. and perhaps uh well if not the best violinist to ever live definitely one of him one of them like if you go ahead i just feel like as a well i guess i wasn't band and not in strings but as a band person used to be mm-hmm. i feel like it's crazy that i've never heard of these people these people but i guess it's kind of touchy to talk about yeah, but also like there's a lot of I feel like there's a lot of um you only learn so much. That's like true. even if you name who's like the best composer ever. You're asking me? Yeah. Like there's there's like one person you're gonna name. Probably I would say Mozart or something. Exactly. Like that. Yeah. But like there's so many other composers. Like okay. you don't, they just give you like the American ish version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So you might not necessarily hear about everyone. Um so Niccolo, um, and I'm actually, I'm going to call him Paganini um, because there's another very famous Italian named Niccolo, um, Machia- Machiavelli. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That was his first name as well. So I don't want to say that and people to go, huh? So Paganini um, was one of the best violinists to ever live. Um, he was so frighteningly talented that the people of the day believed that his skills were supernatural. Um, and I think you can see where this is going. Yeah, I do. Um, but, uh, one of the weird things here is that in, in a way they weren't wrong. Like his, there's speculation that part of the reason that his body was just a little bit different than, um, the regular person, which is part of why he could play so well, but that's not confirmed. Um, and we'll get into it later. Mm -hmm. Um, so the first thing to note here is that Paganini was a very distinct looking person. Um, he was described as being very tall, thin, and pale. He had dark hair with uh, like hollow cheeks. And apparently he had like high cheekbones and then like the cheeks were like kind of 
sunken and hollow. Oh. Um, and he had like thin lips as well. In addition to this, his fingers are said to have been significantly longer than normal. So to and other people, he looked. He like there aren't any um, actual photos of him. There's one fake one that's circulating around. Uh, some someone like a hundred years later made a fake photo of him that people thought was him for a very long time until they realized this technology he wasn't here. Wouldn't have been there when yeah. he was around. Okay. Yeah. So if if you look up a picture of him, it's a picture of like a a really short looking guy mm-hmm. um, holding a violin, uh, but that's not him apparently. Interesting. Um, you think they did that to like, I don't know, what would you gain from that? You know what I mean? Uh, money, fame. Okay, I guess if we, you like, just I have hear, the only picture of him, blah blah blah. Yeah, but I'm saying and, like, and, like what he's would such you a gain from based on this description. Mm-hmm. It's completely opposite. Right, but I don't think like I don't know that everybody would have known the the description of him they might have just known that like he was a distinct looking person person and, for and he was also got you right oh oh and and adding to this whole situation like in addition to him being incredibly talented and looking really weird he just preferred to wear black apparently so like really not helping his situation um that's sounding like you know they're gonna look at me anyway i might as well you yeah know what I, mean? I, I think there's a little bit of like lean in happening yeah, there i get it um, I, I can i can understand why you might do that especially yeah. if he's like an artist and you want to like add some pizzazz right. to your aura yeah. or whatever yeah <laughs> yeah so he was so talented and keep in mind he's a child prodigy so right. he was so talented that he had multiple famous teachers like two or three of them basically like taught him for a little bit and went i can't teach this guy anything and handed him off to their mentor so like he gets passed up this daisy chain of like masters and that's who he gets tutored by and in addition to that he does the uh the thing that is um really common with people who reach like the pinnacle of a skill where their parents just borderline abuse them having them learn this thing at a very young age so he mm-hmm. started training at like five mm. um, on i don't think he started on the violin i forget what other instrument it was and then he switches to the violin at seven um and eventually he gets picked up by all these old masters and they train him so by the time he turned 15 he was already touring wow um, that's amazing yeah and he he was like he was a rock star essentially yeah um and as sometimes happens with rock stars at a young age, his fame led to the rock star lifestyle. A lot of gambling, drinking, and womanizing. Mm-hmm. Um, that in turn led to a brief bout of depression, which added to like his mystique a little bit. Um, but he does eventually come out of the depression. Well, good also, for him. Fun fact, going back to something that I pinned earlier, um, Paganini had an Amadi violin. Um, wow he lost it in a bet but he did have it (laughs) well because he was he was living yeah he was it's fine and also apparently during this period uh rumors started circulating around that he murdered a woman and used her intestines for the strings of his violin so like what so at this point like the idea that he's like 
connected to some kind of dark supernatural being yeah. it's already and i think at this point specifically the devil like it, it's all just like becoming like this self perpetuating cycle but i just feel like okay so let's backtrack to let's say the first guy who made the song right the first song that we've mentioned at least i guess the idea of like the violin and the devil connected would have had to been so widely spread at this point yeah that like when somebody saw this guy i was like wow he's this great at 15 he also plays the violin it's got to be the devil yeah, he i so, know that sounds but in my brain that sounds like astonishing like how quickly it, that spread it's because it's so deep like you have to remember that it came over from the east yeah and they already so like i'm tr- i can't even think of a good example it's like they it's almost like they tie like the violin to being the instrument of the devil the way we tie like italians and spaghetti you know what i mean okay. like it, it's yeah. just the thing that it's it's just the thing um and again, really not helped by the way he looks and the way he acts and right. all this other stuff that's going on. So because of his talent, appearance, and the pre-association, the pre-existing association of the violin with the devil, um, rumors began to circulate that in order to achieve his talent, Paganini had sold his soul to the devil. I just want to um, know, because this man is 15 at this point. <laughs> I well, he, he's know. aged, but like, yeah. I know, but people are already, by the time he's 15, they're speculating, like something's yeah. going on. I just want to know what time this child prodigy, who's probably always playing the violin, would have had time to just <laughs> chill out with the devil and be like, listen, because he started at five. So yeah. there, there's, well, there's also had to do that at like three. <laughs> it, it's not like a it's not like a nailed down rumor because there's also there were also rumors that it was his mom who made the deal with the devil. Oh, so, OK. So I could see basically that. Like a generally you to have a child prodigy type thing. Right. And there's People also like that. rumors that he is himself the devil. Like because he's so good. Yeah. So it, it's not like this like singular, it's not a media story the way that they work now. It's just like in gen- that yeah. basically all of them looking up and going, something's going on. <laughs> what an interaction that would have been for the guy before him to have like heard him play or met him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That would have been uh, interesting. Oh yeah. Well, like what would they have said? Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Um, oh yes. Um, so just to like give some color to like, uh, his playing apparently and i i couldn't find like a source for this Mm -hmm. but i saw it mentioned a couple times that they it was said that he could play like 12 notes a second wow like he was insanely fast and apparently there's also there's a movie about this guy called the devil's violinist and the guy who plays him in the movie is himself a child prodigy violinist who apparently also has achieved the feat of being able to play 12 notes a second. Wow. It, it like th- this whole situation is crazy. And additionally, he was one of the first uh, violinists to memorize his music rather than to have it on stage. Um, so what this led to was him flailing around like a madman on stage as he's like playing. Right. Right. So his rock star lifestyle combined with several medical factors, I've, believe he got like syphilis or something which they treated with mercury which made it was medical science was not there there's so much going on (laughs) medical science wasn't there at the time um 
it led him to becoming progressively weaker as time went on. Like he basically aged, he started dying in his fifties. And it was apparent, like people could tell um, that he was on his way out. They probably thinking, dang, the devil trying to let that man go. But here, see, here's where it gets really wild. Cause it, a couple of things happen that make it like worse. So what happens is everyone, not everyone, but like, it's clear that he's dying. Right. Mm -hmm. So a priest comes to him and says, listen, I know you're on your way out. Do you want me to perform last rites for you? Mm -hmm. Paganini turns it down. So he, he turns the last rites down from the priest. Apparently his rationale was, I'm not a, I'm not going to be dead like tomorrow. So we don't need to do this right now. However, the fact that people already think he's Satan and him saying, I don't need a priest, just <laughs> blows it up even further. That's insane. It, Deja, it's not even over. So he goes on to die pretty shortly after that, right? Uh-huh. But because his like status as being unholy is so entrenched, mm-hmm. the lo- his local church refuses to bury him on consecrated ground. Wow. Which, of course, only makes it even like even worse. And so, like, there's a lot of other things that happen there. Um, like, because they refuse to bury him on consecrated ground, his, like, his body gets passed around for a couple of years. It, it, it ends up in some weird places, but I didn't. Yeah. At this point, I was like, okay, this, this by itself is its own thing. Yeah, that's, and well, yeah. We've already made the point that, like, this guy was so, like, famous and impactful that I think there's an argument to be made from, like, each of these stories is like kind of like helping carry it forward Mm -hmm. even further, like making sure that this association with the devil doesn't die out. And furthermore, we've gone from the violin being the devil's instrument to um, the devil playing the violin Mm -hmm. to the devil giving a human the ability to play the violin. Mm -hmm. And now we start to get to, a more modern person, right? Which is, so, I'm battling the devil for my soul. Well, not yet. There's another step in here. Oh, okay. Excuse um, me. So, have you ever heard of Robert Johnson? I have not. So, Robert Johnson is a blues man from Mississippi. Okay. Okay. Um, Things I can comprehend. <laughs> and so, apparently, the devil's domain extends beyond just the violin and I guess just to all portable string based instruments because. John Robert Johnson was he was a guitarist, right? Okay. So his story is that um he was one of those musician musicians that mm. only really became famous after he died. Oh, that's um, most unfortunate, but yeah. He died super young too. I think he was like 27, 28. Oh, wow. Um so he was born in Mississippi and apparently did his early practicing with a string nailed to the side of a barn. Wow. I, I mean, I guess they were like poor, um, which makes sense for the period of time. And uh, if it wasn't apparent, he was a he was a, he was a black man. So I thought you were gonna stop. I thought you were gonna call him a black. Deja, like, we gotta cut please. that out. <laughs> no, he was a black man um, in Mississippi back in the day. So things weren't as good as they could have been for him. I'm sure. Right. Um, so after his like bootleg uh, string instrument practice, he would go to a local juke joint, which is like 
it's where you go to get like food and music. Yeah, I'm sorry. Time. Juke Joint is just hilarious to me. <laughs> okay. Um, and in between performances, he would just get on stage and start playing his own songs. Okay. Um, but apparently he was awful. Like he was so bad that like he would get laughed and or booed off the stage pretty frequently. Mm-hmm. And eventually he, I guess, got tired of this and left town for like six months. Mm-hmm. And the problem is that when he returned, he was incredible. Like he apparently, he, his like playing had improved so drastically that it inspired rumors that he had traveled to a crossroad and basically summoned the devil and sold his soul for talent. Wow. So Okay, this- so nobody thought, man, maybe he just sucks because he was playing on a string attached to a nail. And you then know, he went away, like you know, got a guitar and actually learned how to play guitar on a guitar. So yeah. my understanding is that's what historians think now because there apparently was a guitarist somewhere in the area. His name was like something Zimmerman or something. Mm-hmm. And they think what happened is he left and basically got tutored and had with the benefit of like him really wanting to play guitar and actually having access to a guitar and a teacher. Right. Just like got better naturally. Right. Right. (laughs) But But also this touches on another thing where there's this uh, really old connection between crossroads and like demons. Um, When we say crossroads. A a crossroad. Like Like uh, literally. Yeah, literally like a crossroad, like okay. a road going one way, another and coming through. Another one coming the other way. Yeah. So wow. how the legend goes is that crossroads are seen as like intersections between the spirit realms. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. And so it it's a thing to like summon devils and demons at crossroads and things like that. So they were like, Oh, obviously he went and traded his soul for talent. But this rumor was further helped along by the fact that two of his most popular songs are named Crossroad Blues and Hellhound on My Tail. Um, These now, coincidences are just too on point. Well, and that's the thing. I don't know because like crossroads are like a thing already. Yeah, but so are, also if he knows, you know what I mean? Like if he's hearing these rumors yeah, and you're trying to be famous, I get why you would feed in. There, yeah, there's, there's, I think there's some branding that's yeah. happening. So my tail. So yeah. So, <laughs> but like, apparently those songs don't really have anything to do. It's not like he's singing. Oh, I sold my soul. Like they're yeah. just blues just songs about being sad and poor or whatever. Right. Um. But like at this point, it's too late. I'm just trying to figure out the jump from you know the violin being the devil's instrument to anything with strings. Well, any string I, instrument anything with string that's my in that's my it, your interpretation but like right. if you look at a guitar it's it's, it's a, a sideways violin, violin. yeah like, it is it, it's the same kind of deal and so that was the last big point that i found in between us and the devil went down to georgia wow and i didn't do a whole lot of research on the devil went down to georgia just because that wasn't the the point mm-hmm. of the exercise that i was doing but I do think it's interesting that up until this point, um, we've made like a a thematic jump with the legend. So before, like I like I keep saying, it was the violin is just like connected to the devil. Mm-hmm. And then for a long time there, like those second two with Tartini and Paganini, mm-hmm. um, 
we were people either in collusion with the devil or like trying to get something from the devil. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with people like Robert Johnson, we, well, Robert Johnson and Paganini to mm-hmm. a degree, we hit a point where we're sacrificing something to the devil to get what he has. Right. Um, but with the devil went down to Georgia, we suddenly hit this point where we're actively overthrowing the devil. Cause like the story of that song is the devil shows up. He's, he's looking to steal <laughs> a soul. He's, he's looking to make a deal. Cause he was, he's in behind. a bind. He's way behind. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he finds Johnny and he says, Hey man, if let's have a, have a fiddle off. Right. And if you win, you get, I think he promises them the violin. Yeah. He and gets then, the fiddle of gold. Or right. if he loses, Johnny gives up his soul. Right, right, right. So seems like a fair trade, I guess. But like cru- crucially here is that Johnny beats him. Like, yeah. He shows up and Johnny, like, it tells him to sit down because he's the best fiddler to ever live, I guess. Um, Does Johnny actually beat him? Now, of course, if you're listening, you got to go listen to the song, but. When the devil plays, obviously, you know, he cheats. He's the devil. And he's got right. a whole, he's got a bass in the back. Yeah, he has a whole, a whole ensemble. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's a really good part. And then, you know, Johnny, he fiddles it up or whatever. But, like, mm-hmm. does he really beat him? So, I feel like that's a taste question. <laughs> I feel like I feel like for the target audience, Johnny has won. Um, but... And also you have to keep in mind that the devil does cheat. Like a lot of the coolest parts about the devil's like part of that song has nothing to do with the fiddle. It's like the bass. That is true. You're yeah. Right. So I think Johnny won. Okay. Um, but like, I think I thought that was really interesting that I feel like it says something about like where people are at that the story has made this move over to like, we've claimed music from the devil like we've passed him do you Um, think that has something to do with it being more like american i think yes that's part of it but i think just in general people are more confident with our mastery over existence um Mm. so like i've heard uh in some of my history classes i was exposed to the idea that like what a god is is like people trying to like reconcile their place in a world that is way that's threatening and more powerful than them Mm -hmm. Um, the specific quote that i read was um early mankind was faced with a situation that was so outside of their ability to do anything about it that all they could do is basically look up at the sky and ask it to stop Mm. um and in the modern era we're a little bit past that like right natural disasters can happen and stuff but it's not the same as when like i don't know if you get rained on a little bit too much pneumonia might kill you you yeah, know what i mean yeah definitely. so i think there might be a little bit of that happening um hmm. but i don't know i thought it was interesting yeah i think it is too i think it's crazy that there are like so many more like steps before where in my brain it started you know what yeah. i mean mm-hmm. kind of cool this has nothing to do with the violin specifically, but every, throughout this whole thing, I just kept thinking about, um, what's that piece called? Dante's Inferno? Is that what it's mm-hmm. called? Where they journey into hell? Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, 
I kept thinking about that because I guess it's kind of sort of about it's the devil and the hell. Yeah. music and stuff like that. But yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, the thing that got me is how far back it went. Like I was expecting, because I already kind of knew about uh, the Tartini thing. So I, at first I was expecting that to be, well, I didn't already know, but that's where I started. Mm-hmm. Um, I was expecting it to just be that. But once I asked myself the question of like, why would this man even be dreaming that the devil is playing the violin? Like, was this just a random occurrence? Yeah. And no, apparently it goes all the way back to like the Crusades, maybe further. Um, I thought that was pretty wild. That was a really good one. Very interesting. Yeah, that's that's all I have, unless you have anything to add. I feel like we ran a little short this time. Uh, um I mean it's I mean I thought I thought it was a good time. It's fine. Okay, well yeah. Um so yeah, that that's been my spiel for this week. Uh I have no idea what our next topic is gonna be because I haven't been told. Yeah, um, um I haven't been told either. My brain will come. <laughs> come up with something eventually yeah um but like we always say the next episode will be different so if this one wasn't for you come back and try the next one i Um, i can't imagine this one wasn't for you and you're here at the end now but i mean if you if you are we appreciate you king you know what um (laughs) if if that's the case leave leave a comment and you tell us what you want to hear yeah i mean that could be you're that dedicated (laughs) yeah definitely um I guess we need to like figure out an outro at some point. I don't know. Come yeah. back and listen to us next time. Yeah, once and again, I'm I'm Xavier. And I'm Deja. And this has been Mixed Frequency. All right. <laughs> <laughs>